Welcome to Three Devs and a Maybe, the podcast series for beginner web developers and general web enthusiasts. Now, introducing your show hosts, Michael Budd, Fraser Hart, Lewis Keynes, and Ed Mann. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Free Devs and a Maybe, the podcast for uh, web enthusiasts, uh, PHP uh, people, uh, anything web, basically. And I am joined today by two of my usual uh, pals, Fraser Hart. Hello. <laughs> Ed Mann. Hello. And today we have a very special guest. We have Lamin. How are you Hi. doing? How's I'm things? Fine, thank you. <laughs> good, good. We're uh, really glad to have you on the show, man. Thanks for uh, coming on. Glad to be here as well. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I know you've listened to our podcast before, but I usually take this opportunity to uh, to go around the room and just see if anyone has anything interesting to tell from their previous week. So let's start with you, Ed Mann. How, how's your week been? Hello, yeah, it's been really interesting. Uh, we had your surprise birthday on the Saturday. We can't forget yes. that, you know. Completely hook, line and sinkered you with that. You didn't have any idea, which was amazing. <laughs> we did. Unfortunately, I did turn uh, 3-0 uh, at the weekend. So, uh, yeah, we had a uh, bit of a do, a surprise do, as Ed says. So, uh, yeah, And can was- you confirm that you, you absolutely knew nothing about that? Because there was kind of speculation flying around that maybe you did, but you were too kind of nice to say. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I... I, I had no idea. I thought Good. like a few close mates, but I had yep. no idea like some of the people who came down from like, Lemon, you're from Manchester, right? Yes, that's right. So I'm originally from that that way and uh I, I had friends from Lancashire come down just okay. for my birthday. So that was um that was awesome and, and completely unexpected. And uh I should have known you last week, you know. <laughs> 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 no, that would have been amazing. That would have been a free lift as well. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but then you would have had to have witnessed Ed Mann. Oh, was, here we go. A, it was the best thing I've ever seen in my oh. life. It was phenomenal. Oh. He was in a pretty bad way uh, at the beginning of the night, which didn't bode well for him. Oh. But, uh, yeah. yeah, we played a drinking game, touching glass or touching. You were glass. quite good at that, weren't you? Yeah, I, I, by the fact that I was drinking a lot, I don't know. Yes. Yeah, winning a game of drink. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Just so, so the, the listeners can actually understand the, the amazingness that, that actually went on. Basically, we're playing this game called Touch Glass or Touch Glass, as Michael's and all the friends kept insisting. Um, and the idea of the game is, or one of the rules of the game, is every time the, the, the drink comes around to you, every if you have to touch the drink at all, you have to say touching glass or touching glass. And Ed, Ed couldn't quite get this concept. So every time much, like, the glass much. came around to him, he'd, like first thing you do, reach out, grab the glass, and like, what do I do with this? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, yeah, so he had to drink there. And then there was another rule that it was like, you had to fill the glass before you put it back down on the table. So he'd basically touch the glass without saying touching glass. Oh, I've got to drink it now. So he drank it, put the glass straight back on the table. So he'd have to drink again. And this, this, this went on for, for a good couple of hours. Um, but yeah, handle it like a champ. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> I, I think he, he probably was too drunk to remember the words. I, think, yeah, I, I, I woke up in the morning. We all sh- we shared like a hotel room. Uh, me, Fraser, and Justin, and all all I said was like, "How was I last night?" And you just said, "Oh, you, what was it? You were on form." And I was just thinking, "Is that a good thing to be on form?" Like I was, I was like that drunk. Like, I was like, "Do I do anything wrong?" Yes. Oh dear. But anywho, that was a good night. Good night. It was indeed. Man. Uh, 
So anything, uh, any, have you done any tutorials or anything this week? Yeah, man? You know what, I've been pretty relaxed this week actually, I haven't uh, released anything, I've got a couple in the pipeline, like uh, some Unicode stuff which is quite cool, like UTF-8 stuff and everything, but they're yeah. all kind of like in the working stage at the moment, quite a bit of work busy with that and stuff, so been quite busy so I haven't been able to release anything, but hopefully in the next couple of days I should be able, you should see some stuff kind of trickle okay. out onto the website. And... So it's a case of watch this space. Mm. Oh, actually that's another thing, actually we did do, um, well... I did. I'm going to have to keep uh, nagging you lot. The code cutter for this week. Oh, oh, I've not done that yet, have God. I? No. I was so sad. I, I looked at Rot 13, Rotate 13. Um, it's like a Caesar, Caesar cipher, which is like one of the old school encryption methods, which is so bad. But it's quite fun just like as a cutter to be able to see like different ways of doing it in PHP or another yeah. language. So, um, yeah, it was quite fun. And I had to, I've had to uh, change... Uh, PHP bulletin board, like a uh, bulletin board, well, back in the day, forums, uh, like a couple of times now because of spam. It just seems. Yeah, like, didn't we get a, yeah. didn't we get a tweet from the one of the developers yeah, of Flux asking how we got around spam? Yeah, I, I think we just kind of dodged that yeah, answer. Because <laughs> the way I got around it was I just deleted it and started yeah. using a new one. But it, it's yeah, amazing you think that forums have been around for years, but still, like, I mean, the PHP ones, they're just, I don't know. I just don't know. There's none like latest, you know, like they're all the whole drag and drop in and, you know, you install it just by a zip file and stuff. There's no composified version, which I kind of feel would be quite cool or, you know, yeah. map, you know, package manage one. So I don't know. I think there's a niche there that could actually be uh, needing someone to implement a good forum system, like without spam. And spam is just insane. Like you put up a forum and like in a couple of hours, they've already crawled it and they're just hammering you for users and just posting yeah. all horrible links and stuff in forum posts so it's yeah so it's quite an interesting thing you thought that we would have forums knuckle down but no nice yeah yeah thanks for doing that though it's uh but like you say there isn't that many good forums out there is there like open no, source stuff it's a weird one because and also like forums in general like, i feel it's like kind of like i think it's a really good idea to have a forum you know like yeah. because i know you can have like irc and you can have like chat rooms and stuff but I know you can keep logs of what happens, but the nice thing about forum is it's kind of like a permanent, like a Stack Overflow thing where you can just yeah. go back to it. And, you know, and it's nice to have the new kind of polls and all this stuff, especially like with the podcast with pics and, uh, you know, like, you know, like what you want us to talk about, etc. So I think maybe see how, see how it goes and just like slowly build it up. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so if you're listening, um, yeah. Register. <laughs> Register. You know you want to. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. And I'll do that Carter tomorrow. I'll try and uh, make sure I do that. Why do you I'm looking at it now. It looks a bit complicated for me. Um. <laughs> uh, so, Lamid, um, how about you? Have you got anything you could tell us about, like something you've been working on in the last week or uh, anything like that? Or anything, it doesn't have to be co-based, anything in your private life maybe you've been doing or whatever. Okay, um, well, just last week it was my birthday, so I didn't get to do much. Oh, wow. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday as well. Happy birthday. Did you get <laughs> yeah, as drunk as Ed did at Michael's birthday? <laughs> no, it wasn't even my birthday. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> yeah, more fun than I did, so. <laughs> oh, cool. But you had a good time. Yeah, I did. Oh. Just chilled around with um, my roommates and we went out for a little drink. Um, nothing fancy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I said, um, I'm, I'm doing freelancing, so basically. Okay. All oh, right, you do. Are you doing freelancing full time, or you do that on the side, or um, semi full time? I'm a full time student, full time freelancer. So oh I split wow, it. the double! Yeah. <laughs> that means yeah. no time to do anything else. Yeah, definitely not enough time to have a drink then. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to control <laughs> my drinks. Oh, sometimes I just let go and just no, yeah. Drink. You definitely need yeah. to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Manchester is a very cool city. There's a lot going on there, isn't there? It's um, 
especially if you're into live music, I always found Manchester was a brilliant place to be. So many different places. Yeah, it is. Cool. Um, especially for like exploratory like uh, music. If you just want to get out of your comfort zone, yeah. see yeah, different stuff. Um, recently, I haven't been going out to see live bands, but um, a few months back, yeah, sure, I have been, and I I did get to see. Um, well, they are American band, but uh, I don't know whether you heard of it. Some forty one. Oh, yeah. Oh, Some yeah. forty one. Oh yeah. Awesome. Uh, when, <laughs> Back in the day. Yeah, yeah when there and uh, that was the day I actually got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed. Did, did you remember much of it then? I suppose it's. A... Um, I didn't remember the mosh pit that I almost. <laughs> <laughs> I almost got um, drawn into it. Um, that's as oh, far as dear. I remember. Um, yeah, but it was fun at least. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, with the freelance stuff, have you got anything uh, that you could uh, tell us that you're working on, or is it top secret at the moment? Or um, Well, as of now, I actually I am building like a new um, membership site for this tutorial thing that I'm doing on YouTube, because I, I started recently doing some tutorials on um, Ember.js on YouTube. I don't yeah. Know yeah. You might have come across it. It's, um, the username is like the code logical, so... YouTube, yeah, so oh, um, yeah, I've got your uh, your YouTube profile up in front of me now. You've got like 108 videos that you've that you've done by the looks of things. Um, yeah, actually, I've actually got two channels. <laughs> wow, I've yeah, well, giving you a subscribe. Just, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Could do it more users. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, that one is based mainly on um, general um, front end stuff and the jQueries uh-huh. and people who just want to get into you know basic simple stuff and. Um, the other one is strictly um, single-page app-based. Um, right now, I'm currently focused on Ember, but I like plan to maybe get a partner or someone else to help me out, do some um, backbone and Angular stuff. Um, oh, okay. Experience in that. So, if you guys are up for it, um, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, or anyone listening, just um, just get in touch um, for that. Yeah, and so that's I'm building the membership site for that. I'm using Laravel to do that, uh, and I really did enjoy the talk on Laravel that you guys did a couple of episodes back. Cool. Oh, Ed is the biggest Laravel fanboy in the world, so you're, you're in the right place. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, well deserved then, because um, <laughs> uh, Laravel deserves all the fanboys he can get. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, so that's what I'm working on. Um, and I've been quite busy over the weekend as well. With uh, there's this app that I'm launching with my friend that's slightly top secret. I can't go into it. Too much okay. Yeah. Um, oh. But basically, um, the idea is just a news delivery application. Right. Um, it has quite an interesting algorithm behind it. Um, um, maybe at a later episode someday, I might just tell you guys about it. The if, I, if, if I don't suck too much, that you guys don't <laughs> allow me for another. Are oh, you doing good oh, so far? Anyway, really good. Well, that sounds awesome. Let us know when it's gone live, and then we definitely get you back on to talk about that. But I know it's top secret, so I won't ask you too many questions about it. But just out of interest, are you? Um, is it an Android app? An app? Uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking for here? iOS app, or is it for both? Or um, yeah, there's 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 um, native apps in the development. Sorry, in the plans. Ah, like, oh, right. Okay. Cool. We just want to launch like a responsive website to uh, add like an app for now, and then think about the um, the apps for later. So very nice. For now it's just the website. Yeah. Very nice. Cool. Well, that leaves uh, Fraser Hart. Uh, anything interesting to report? Uh, 
Um, well, obviously, I was at your your big three zero on Saturday night. Um, yeah. And yeah, that was. I thought that was going to be a bit of a, a bit of a tough one because I spent the night before up in London playing cards till seven o'clock in the morning. Really? Um, yeah. So I basically, I got home at. Oh, I got home about seven thirty or eight o'clock. Got the first train back in the morning. Um, yeah, straight to bed, and then basically spent the day in bed, and then got up and, and got over to Faversham for your birthday. So that was yeah. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was, but it was yeah, it was good. The first the first beer went, and it was fine after that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, got home on Sunday. Um, had a bit of a, a lay down again, and then yeah, got up and uh, I don't know if I've been t- talking about this project I'm working on where I, I had to do the this payment integration for a store that I've been building. And it's like I've done absolutely everything else on the project and just kept putting off this payment integration and putting it off yeah. and putting it off and putting it off because it's it's just one of these kind of like mental blocks. Like I just didn't want to touch it because I hate doing payment integrations. Scary. But just yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I yeah, I basically did about half of that on Sunday evening and then yeah. finished it off on Monday. So yeah, that's that's all done now, which is good. But they've come back with a few tweaks and stuff that I need to do. So the project's still ongoing, but I've done the the kind of the horrible bit that I didn't even want to touch. So I'm I'm, I'm happy about that. And yeah. then yeah, the last two days, um, I was saying to Michael just before we before we started recording, I've been working on Angular, um, which is something that I've been wanting to really really wanted to get involved in for for a long time. Um, and then finally, I've actually managed to get it into my schedule where I can actually do some for a, a live project as well. So I'm only doing the very basics at the moment. So I've got like I've got the routing down and the controllers and the factory stuff for the certainly been in a couple of days anyway it's always nice and good fun to, to start learning new stuff so it's, it's been pretty awesome very nice that sounds good we'll, we'll have to um, get you two talking about uh, Angular versus Ember I guess in a little bit but, uh, <laughs> oh no please fine, don't fine, <laughs> fine, fine, fine. <laughs> never ends well <laughs> <laughs> well I guess I should reveal right now then because um, we haven't really mentioned it but today's uh, podcast we're obviously just going to ask if, uh, Lemon a few questions about his background and stuff but uh, we're also going to uh, ask him a few questions on Ember because like he said he's he's got a load of uh, videos so maximum respect for you for that uh, on that kind of stuff so um, and we'll definitely uh, put all that kind of stuff in the show notes as well but um, yeah we'll be talking about Ember and, uh, and getting his uh, review on that I guess so um, yeah we'll be doing that in a, in a bit but hey, um, Mickey what were you up to this week? Oh, yeah, Me? I don't even ask you. <laughs> yeah. Other than the depressing activity of turning 30. Oh, you're uh, not that old. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I had an amazing night and uh, it was just great to hook up with you guys again because we don't get to do it that often. And uh, and just watching you for the night was just... I hated you so much. It oh, was beautiful. It, it really was. wasn't. Oh, do you remember yeah. the, the, the little incident as well where everyone sat around having dinner and it's kind of like, you know, like room, like gentle conversation in the room <laughs> and then all of a sudden like ed's having a chat with with justin um and then i can't remember what the remark was that justin said but basically ed screams out f off again these are the things i don't remember and i don't need to remember but thanks for bringing them up now well no i'm very embarrassed you as well oh dear <laughs> Oh, I, I, do, yeah. I do. Sorry, I do remember Mickey coming into the room and me just going, "Mickey Boo." <laughs> yeah, I do recall so that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was great having Northerners and Southerners in one room, especially during the drinking games. It was just brilliant. And uh, yeah, your friends, your friends excelled with the drinking games. Fair for like, yeah, yeah oh, they uh, they do. Yeah, that is uh, their speciality. But um, yeah, it was that was an amazing night. And uh, but other than that, I. What have I done? Um, so I did. I had that assignment on genetic algorithms that I've been banging on about for the past month or whatever, and I tried to rewrite that in JavaScript. 
which I kind of kind of successfully done, but it, it's not quite generating the right results. So, but I've kind of put it up there and I've uploaded Bitbucket on the idea that maybe someone will take it down and uh, and perfect it. The, the basic process is there, the basic flow. So I just need someone to have a look. And I think there's one particular method where like it checks to see what the set checks what the fitness is of the solution and i think that bit just needs tweaking so if anyone wants to do that for me that would be amazing because at the moment it's it's a little bit out on the accuracy uh but i did that and then obviously in preparation for today i i've never played with ember at all so i kind of thought well i need to just learn a little bit so i could have some bare minimum information when i came on tonight so um so i just did a little kind of blog post on that i guess um but other than that, yeah, I'm just kind of trying to revise some of my exams coming up at the end of May, and that is about it for me, really. Oh, we should let everyone know where Lewis is as well. Yes. You, you knew about that, didn't you, Michael? I Did I? I uh, so. uh, uh, he is at a... Is it a Barry Manilow concert? I think it was. Well, I'm not, it's not so much Barry Manilow as it is a tribute. But um, Tribute, yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, but oh, he... Gets wild for Barry Manilow, doesn't he? Absolutely, he is quite. Yeah, he's like he was wearing that t-shirt on on your birthday as well, Saturday night. Yes, yeah, that's cool. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, poor guy. It's just a bit of a shame that we didn't actually make it to the the karaoke bar in the end because I know he was really oh, referencing oh. a bit. Yeah, his rendition of Mandy is it's like listening <laughs> to Barry Manilow, isn't it? About? It is. It is genuinely good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Oh, so, uh, hope you're having a wicked night, and uh, say hello to Barry from uh, from all us. <laughs> yeah, from so Lewis will be back maybe. next week. Hopefully yeah. with new merchandise. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I guess this is uh, our usual slot for hot picks and tweet of the week. If anyone's got anything, anyone got any any nice juicy picks? Uh, uh, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a couple. <laughs> okay, go. Fine. Right. Okay. So the first. Is I'll put this in the uh, oh, good old. There we go. Uh, the first one is so it was quite interesting with the whole UTF uh, UTF eight and Unicode thing. I, I really kind of am kind of putting the notes together for a podcast on it, and um, because I do think it's a big issue and like a big thing in the web game for us. That the fact that we just think oh UTF eight use that, but in PHP because it's not supported out of the box in a sense with uh, Unicode support like uh, things like Python three and stuff. Um, you kind of have to take like stuff like oh I can just assume that the string length you know if I wanted to get a string length of a Unicode character you would think oh you know it would give me just one if it was one single one but yeah, PHP kind of is a little bit hacky in the sense that it just sends oh how many bytes is it so obviously Unicode because of how big and different languages and stuff they've kind of multi-byte character encodings but I don't want to go too far into that but this is a nice little uh, little library that I found out called Portable uh, UTF-8 and what it does is it kind of fills in the gaps. In uh, obviously, you know, you don't want to be on a shared host, but sometimes you are. And um, this, what this does is it says, look, you know, the only the only depend. I think the only dependency you need is you need. I can't find it out, but you don't need to. You can have like it will, it will replace and polyfill stuff like icon v and uh, mb string if you don't already have it. But it'll give you all the functions you want, like uh, you know, trimming, what the string site length is, uppercase and characters, lowercase and characters, and doing it right for UTF eight. So it's definitely a good. Uh, good little little uh, library yeah i could have done that like a month ago when you showed me that it that looks amazing uh 
That's exactly what I needed. Sometimes finding these things, though, is... Oh, yeah. well, the thing is, you always find it after, after. the fact. After the fact, yeah. you know, or after, sorry. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, dear. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> always find it after the fact, and, you know, but then that, I suppose, mate, you know, that's development, unfortunately. So, um, but yeah, it's, yeah, it just overdrives, you know, I thought, oh, you know, text is easy, but now it's not, and there's a whole history behind it, and yeah, so I'm going to try and uh, bore you guys one uh, episode, I'm sure, with a bit of talk about that, which would be quite interesting. Sounds cool. Um, yeah. And I've got one other one. It's called uh, Backtick. And I've been using this now for a couple of weeks. Unfortunately, because I wasn't on the podcast yet last week, I couldn't uh, pimp it. But it is pretty awesome. Um, it's a really simple idea. Like I'm sure in your Google Chrome or your Firefox, whatever the browser, or Opera, because I know everyone loves Opera, uh, you know, you've got your extensions and stuff. So, you know, you may have your delicious extension to add things to it, delicious or, you know, send a tweet out of a link. But what this in sense does, it's kind of like... Um, uh, like Alf, you know Alfred on the Mac, where you can have like a quick launch thing. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like that, but for the browser. So, and it's all done in JavaScript, which is awesome. And and so what you do is, you know, it's backtick. The idea is, you click on the backtick button, and it will come up with saying find next to command. And so you're on a page, maybe, and you'll just type in send tweet, and it will actually then able you. It will then able to. It will then send the you know a tweet out with you know say the link of that page. But it's quite a cool way the way that the guys built it in that is that. It's a Chrome extension, but all the plugins are just gists on on uh, GitHub. So they're just JavaScript, you know, gists that then you can just plug in and do it that way. And I think that's kind of a cool way of like, you know, being able to. So you don't, you're not actually syncing it down. You're just, you know, getting them off uh, GitHub, which I think is quite an interesting way of uh, kind of hacking and kind of, you know, taking advantage of gists. Uh, gist. Yeah. Very nice. I think that's it, unfortunately, for me. They're your hot picks. Okay, they are my well, hot picks. I'm going to ask Fraser in a second, but before I do, let me. I'm going to say to you, uh, maybe we'll do this with all guests in the future. But um, so I'm not going to ask you for your picks of the week, but I'm going to ask you for your free favorite tools slash uh, frameworks slash whatever you want, but free things you recommend to any kind of web developer. Putting so, him on the spot. Oh well, that's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah. I mean, that's just like and your three best. Well, I thought I'd mention it now, and then I'll come back in a minute to give you like one minute to work that out. But Sorry. <laughs> I think Sorry. one's obvious already. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I know where you go with that. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, Fraser, did you have any anything? Uh, not really. I used uh, Font Awesome for the first time today. Is it Font okay. Awesome? Actually, let me actually make sure that it is Font Awesome. Um, just before I go and plug something that I've not actually used. Yes, I did. I used Font Awesome today. Uh, it, was, it was pretty awesome. No, it was really good. Um, one of the, Justin, I was going to say one of the designers, but everyone knows Justin. Um, yeah, Justin put together a design using icon fonts from from these guys, and yeah, it's just the first time I've ever used it. It's just really simple. You can you can import it from a CDN and just yeah, chuck them in your classes and you set. So it's pretty straightforward and, and good for a lot of a lot of different fonts. That's quite an interesting conversation. Like just a little bit of potential like icon fonts. You know, taking yeah. advantage of fonts and just using for the, the icons and stuff. Oh, it's so genius! Yeah, because yeah, they scale. Very, yeah. yeah, and they scale their vector. It's a very clever idea, and like you see that it's happening quite a bit now, isn't it? You know, you don't have your gifs anymore, and you know your PNGs. You just have a font that you can then scale up and down responsively. I think it's a really clever idea, and kind of taking advantage of fonts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure we have mentioned that on the podcast before, but I. Don't remember it at all. I'm just looking now. It looks, oh, looks amazing, actually. Very it's nice. Available on, uh, on Google Fonts or anything like that. Font awesome thing. Uh, I'm just looking now. Is that what it is? Is it like an alternative to like, um, like Google Fonts, that, that 
that sort of thing? Uh, it's, it's kind of it's a different kind of a different target essentially because obviously Google Fonts just gives you loads and loads of different fonts, whereas Font Awesome is is one one single font that's just got loads of different icons in there that you can use. Um, yeah, and you can use them with I think you can use them with the the hex codes, or you can use them using using the classes. Hello. Content. Are we there? I've <laughs> got a bit of lag there. Very I mean, much lagging. I don't know if it's hello. Can you guys hear me? I can uh, hear. I can hear. Uh, yeah, it went, yeah, yeah. went quiet for a bit. And it, yeah. yeah. Can people hear me as well? I yeah, can I indeed. can hear you now. Yeah. Let's keep going. Right. Uh, okay. Font Awesome looks. That it awesome. really does. Like, yeah. I've just looked oh, at I've never actually seen Font Awesome before. I've seen like just fonts that he's like, this is cool. Yeah, okay. it's getting to the point of like, because obviously with CSS and. It's as CSS has progressed and stuff, and all these different techniques have come along. It's getting to the point now where you pretty much don't need to use images at all for any part of your layout. Pretty much mm. any part of your layout, and, and obviously with your logo, you'll need to use you'll need to use an image at some stage. But I remember when I first started creating websites, everything was an image. Like you had to cut everything out and yeah. image slice like, until image slice. Uh, yeah, image, was it image that's, well, that's yeah. Export like, store, and you just uh, yeah, you cut it all out that way. Exactly. Yeah. And that's exactly how it, how it was. And then, like these days, you, yeah, you don't need a single image, and it's, it's it's pretty great. Cool. I'll definitely look at that in the future. Looks nice. Uh, I'm, I'm not a designer, but um, it does look good. Same. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, have I given you suitable time to uh, to reveal your three favorite uh, things? Lamin. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah. I've got some. Um, you think so? Yeah. Go for yeah. it then. So, top one's going to be Ember, right? Um. Yeah, I I just leave that off the list. So too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, 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 yeah. Let's just take that as a fourth one. Um, okay. So I just, yeah, just give three others. Um. Cool. First one is um Code Pen by um Chris Coyer. Oh, you use Code Pen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I use it a lot. Like if anyone just asks me for any code snippets, I'm just saying code pen straight off that's what first comes to my mind and uh, it's, it's quite a useful tool for like doing quick prototypes um actually um recently i'm i'm going to be using it a lot because i just recently um, signed up to sidepoint do you guys know that website sidepoint i yeah, know yeah. of sidepoint yeah. uh, i asked them whether i could like write some um for ember stuff for, for them and they just recently accepted so I'm in the process of about to publish um, some articles for them. So I, I use CodePen for awesome. snippets. Yeah. Yeah. So CodePen, that's my first. Um, is it? Is it? Can I call it a pick? Since you said. It's yeah, that's fine. You can be 100%. for you. Can be anything you want. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it's guest privilege, so you're okay. Cool. And uh, secondly, is um, it's uh, a Chrome plugin called BuildWith. Um, I'll just post in the link there. BuildWith. Yeah, not sure if you guys use it, but it's 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 um, absolutely um, awesome tool. Um, it's not a font, but it's still awesome. Um, and you use it to sniff out like the technologies. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That, um, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it tells you what framework they've used, all that kind of stuff. Oh no yeah. way! Yeah, I'll just yeah it. that's pretty cool. It's, it's immensely useful. Like if you're curious, if you have a curious mind, because every website, every beautiful website I see, I just want to know what's what's underneath. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that and is awesome. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't work for some websites. I don't know why. Maybe they have yep. some security to block it. But most of the time, I find out that it works. 
So, uh, so that's my second pick. Yeah. And the third one is uh, a Laravel um, plugin. Um, it's uh, called Way Generators by Jeffrey Way. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. That's awesome. It's immensely useful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't even um, <laughs> emphasize how much I use this tool. Uh, <laughs> so, so, like, uh, addition. <laughs> Jeffrey Way. It's an addition done, on top of that. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Way's done so much for the Laravel community. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I, I, I watch his videos maybe a bit too much. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, I'm still learning La- um, Laravel and the whole framework um, world a bit. I'm, I'm not that good with it yet, um, but I'm, I'm 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 dangerous enough. I can say. <laughs> so, what's yeah. your your background in terms of um, server side stuff? Do you have a lot of exposure to server stuff? You say you're just learning frameworks. Were you doing like procedural, or were you just hand hand coding previously, or was it, I say hand coding? That's that goes without saying, but <laughs> you still, not yet. Um, like, yeah, how are you, are you handling stuff before? Are you brand new to, to PHP in the server the server world? Um, actually, no. It's just that I have I branched out um, from server side coding uh, about one and a half years ago. That's when I yep. um, yeah I initially started out as a backend dev. Was doing a, a lot of XML stuff. Um, yeah calling in web services because I was working at this agency, uh, flight um, traveling agency, and mm-hmm. I did a lot of server side for them. So I started with vanilla PHP, if you want to call it that, yep. uh, everyone else. And um, recently I've been looking into frameworks. So when when I when the, my bad code, um, I'm just doing codes here in the air. <laughs> yeah. Bites, bites me back. Um, I'm trying to structure my PHP now. So that's why I'm looking into Laravel and... Um, I touched on Coding Nighter a couple of years back when I first started uh-huh. uni. Um, so Coding Nighter was my first experience with an MVC framework. So now, but now I'm heavily invested in Laravel for backend and, um, of course, Ember for frontend. So awesome. those are the two that I mix and match in any way. Yeah. And awesome. sometimes I talk on Knockout as well on the frontend, but um, not much. Um, so yeah, that's my experience with PHP. Um, I'm still learning, though. I'm, I'm nowhere near as good as you guys. I'm sure. Oh, I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> You're probably infinitely better than we are. Yeah, um, you'd probably be sick if you saw our code. Um, well, oh, talk of myself, maybe not Fraser. That's the beautiful but... thing about like doing backend coding anyway, because no one can see it. Like if, <laughs> like if I'm sitting there writing bad CSS or bad like front end code, people can instantly see what. Well, I've written, I, but... What you end up doing is just minifying it, and it looks alright. Like, oh, no yeah, obfuscated, don't you? You're like, yeah, no one sees the code now. It's like you would never see what yeah. I did there. It's like get in ugly for JS. <laughs> yeah, JS. <laughs> so, uh, how did you um, get into uh, web development then, or um, or programming general? I'd say okay. Well, programming, I I started with um, back back when I was because I'm I'm not natively from the UK. I'm from okay. the, um, the Gambia. Yeah. Um, there's this mini college um, back home that um, started doing like international courses in programming because ever since I was in high school I always knew I wanted to do something related to technology but I wasn't sure like, yeah. a lot so I joined this college and um, did did a bit of Java and um, object oriented stuff slightly PHP for a month and then I, I had opportunity to come over to UK so um, I didn't even finish that course because I was so um, so happy to just do computer science like yeah yeah, um, so came here and first year did a project, first year project, and um, we had some pain points with it because we were just thrown into 
just imagine you've never done PHP and you just been yeah. told to use a framework. Just that's the first. Oh yeah, Ooh, I agree with that. Yeah, it's two learning curves in one, and then you yeah. 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 And I mean, now thinking thinking of it, I'm like MVC totally makes sense to me. But at that time, it, I was like, why do I have to do this? Like yeah. just headers and stuff, and and um, it, it was it was quite hard. So that. That um, pain point actually was the motivation to say, "Hey, I want to be better at this. Like, I, I just don't want to stop here because the project wasn't even complete." So that first year project was the reason why I had interest in web development. So after that first year, I said, "Hey, I want to do freelancing." So I just told my friends, "Just give me any project you want to do. I'll do it for you for free." Oh, that's wow, cool. that that's very cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, they actually were meant to. Pay. They said they'll pay me later, but. Um, I was so thrilled to just do the project for them, but I didn't even ask for money later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they yeah. just ended up getting me like a, a hard drive, and I was happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and after there, um, it's, it's been, as they say, um, probably cliche, but the rest is history. I've been trying to get myself better um, ever since. Yeah. Um, I got lucky. I was introduced by another friend of mine to... Um, some company that he she was working with, that traveling agency company. Yeah, and um, that's where I did most of my backend work for almost a year. So I was really, really doing a lot of like um, procedural. Yeah. Um, so, so um, XML, everything like to do that. Okay. I uh, you said um, when you did your college course. So was your first language Java? Then was it? Yes, it was Java. What What do you think of Java then? Because I have oh, I have this debate with Ed all the time about Java. I <laughs> I love Java, but uh, I'd be interested to know what your thoughts on it are. Um, well, I think I think if anyone asks me, um, I want to get into programming, like yeah. and I am learning Java. Yeah, I tell them, yeah, carry on. Yeah, but if anyone is telling me I want to get into programming, what should I learn? I tell them, go do JavaScript. That's really interesting because I've heard other people say that before, and I do agree with you. I completely agree. Yeah, because like the the reasons are like um, Java teaches you. I, I'm actually really grateful for Java a lot because it taught me like uh, some really good um, concepts. I am glad I didn't start with PHP because I would have thought that was the be all and all. Yeah. So easy to start with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's nothing wrong as long as th- the bottom point is like it really doesn't matter which language you start with as sure. long as you just love programming in general, which I am so thankful that I do. Um, yeah, I think it wouldn't have mattered even if I started with PHP because um, nowadays I don't like writing Java because it's like the whole um, uh, the strictness and the yeah, exactly. yeah. the whole strictness just um, gets on my nerves. Even <laughs> <laughs> even C sharp is slightly dynamic in some sense. Uh, but Java is like strictly um, strong type, so that's why. But Java is a brilliant language. I think a lot of yeah. languages have borrowed a lot from it, especially PHP. Um, so yeah, so that's my point on Java. It's a brilliant language, but um, I don't see myself writing any any more Java. So. I guess you can learn a lot about uh, object-oriented programming through Java. Um, it, yeah, that's what it's really good for learning, I guess. Not maybe not so much programming in general. Maybe like you say, maybe something like JavaScript is really good for that. And and there's yeah. a lot less set up when you're first starting out, maybe. Yeah, I think yeah. with JavaScript is everywhere. I think yeah. that's where it wins. Yeah. I think it wins because JavaScript's everywhere. Um, you don't. You just need a browser. 
pretty much. Yeah. And yeah. you know, everything's got a browser on your TV's got a browser. You know, it's yeah. You know, it's like anything. You know, and you think, oh yeah, I've got JavaScript in there, and you know, it's ECMAScript and it's the standard and whatever you know engine they're using, which is probably WebKit open source stuff. So you know, what yeah. version of JavaScript can they get? So yeah, it's kind of yeah. And then you think with like, I mean, the job, the thing with Java that gets it that's still, I mean. To the, it will be around for a long time. Is the JVM? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's so fast and so uh, and like been so battle you know tested. It's been hit with everything you know product you know all the types of cases and you know the language on top of it really doesn't matter. Absolutely, you know as long as you know the fact that Java will stay around just for the fact that the JVM and Java will be kind of the specification language that is you know the language you know for it. But really, you could use other languages and other other paradigms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely agree. So, should we uh, ask Lamin then uh, to introduce Ember? I guess I'll that'd be up to that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Is that all right, Lamin? I don't really. I keep putting you uh, on the spot yeah, here, yeah. but is that yeah, all right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, I just want to make like probably first two declarations um, for anyone listening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, first, I'm not an Ember expert. <laughs> I have a lot to, have a lot to learn. Um, if anyone is an Ember expert, is the two creators, um, Yehuda, Katz, and Tom Dale. Um, okay. I, I am very, very far behind those two. I love that. Um, yeah, it's saying that. Sorry, Yehuda, the guy, his blog is awesome for JavaScript stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's got some really good articles on JavaScript stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really knows his stuff. And I, and I think, actually, he's part of the Rails community as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he's, he's, he's awesome. That Yeah, he can do both. It's just like, oh, dear. And jQuery. Yeah. <laughs> People don't know. He's only got jQuery. Wow. He's done everything. That's amazing. Yeah, he's done everything. Um, cool. Okay, so th- there's that. And um, okay, so back to Ember, right? Yeah, sure. So, right. uh, yeah, a little introduction to uh, what Ember is and and, uh, and then I guess what you like about it. Okay, so first of all, um, Ember is a single page um, client side framework, um, as the authors say. Um, it's not a, a library, it's a framework. Um, they have some videos on YouTube explaining why they said that, but uh, we're not getting into that probably today. <laughs> um, and um, it helps you make like really interactive applications on the web. Um, like, for example, a, an application that could be made with Ember possibly is your Gmail application. Um, if you notice that on a traditional website, um, they behave slightly different in that. Gmail behaves more like an application as opposed to a traditional web page. So that's the kind of stuff that Ember targets to uh, make easier to build for. And um, yeah, so in in short, that's what Ember is. There's a whole lot more underneath it that I don't still don't understand. But yeah. <laughs> okay. And uh, so, what do you like about Ember? I guess uh, um, I, uh, if you've played with other stuff, what gives it the edge in in your mind? Okay. Um, Ember has a lot of conventions. Um, and I actually never understood why um, the Rails people were like all screaming convention over configuration. I'm like, they're just probably talking. I mean, what's this all rambling about? I feel like <laughs> oh, <started>. completely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, I just thought like they were just some fanboys of, of, of the framework because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but once. I started with Backbone and uh, started building an application with it and um, I got stuck at a certain point and that's when I reached um, 
managing like my models on the front end um, it started becoming a bit stiff because I think now they have something called Marionette. I'm not quite sure, but I think it tends to make that easier. And there's some frameworks that came out for Backbone, but at the time that I was using it, there wasn't anything um, closely really um, solid to help manage the models on the client side. So I, I left Backbone strictly for that reason. But everything else about it, um, it's pretty okay. Even though you get to write slightly more code than um, the other two frameworks, major ones. Yeah. Um, Angular and um, Ember. Um, you barely write code with Ember anyway. But I do work though. So. <laughs> 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 and, um, yeah, so I moved to Angular afterwards. Um, had a bit of experimentation with it, but um, I kept hearing about Ember popping up here and there. Um, I like to experiment a lot. So anytime I, I just dig into like the whole this versus this versus this, Ember seems to just pop up. And there's always this guy who's like, you have to give Ember a try. Once you do, you wouldn't want to use the other two frameworks. I said, hey. You know, I can't ignore this statement. I just, have to, <laughs> I, I just have to try it out. You know, same same thing I did with C sharp. I had no reason to use C sharp because I was pretty comfortable with PHP, but I just tried it and it was yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. So I I tried Ember, and um, as as they say, it, it was actually quite hard at the beginning. Nothing made sense to me. I was like, mm. why do they have like the the router? I mean, like they kept talking about the router, router. I'm like, what's this router thing? Yeah, and. Uh, and but actually, it does make sense a lot once you get to grips with it. And the reason why I like Ember a lot is because of the conventions they have in place. Um, I can pick up a, you can pick up an Ember app, right, yeah. from, that someone else has written, and it will look 70%-ish and upwards exactly like the ones that you've written previously because yeah. of all the conventions that, that they've put in place um, and one of them is like the controller. Um, you know where exactly it is. So you can map out, um, you can enter a URL and know which controllers are dedicated to it. And you know which um, templates to expect in terms of names just by following the conventions. Yeah. And you can override most of this stuff, but it doesn't make it easy for you to override stuff um, because um, the Creators of Ember believe that um, they have done enough research that a lot of the conventions they put in place, they put it there for a reason, basically. Yeah. And it's not just uh, because we want to be key and we know the best way. And they actually do a good, do a good job of explaining why some of the conventions are there. And um, one, of the, um, one of them is like the routes and the controller associations. Like in Angular, when you... Um, I haven't used it for quite a while, but the last time I used it, when you um, define a route, you have to define the um, controller and give it a name. You can basically have any controller name with any route. You yeah. can have a controller called apples and have another route called oranges. I know that's been too used as an example, but yeah. <laughs> but with Ember, you have a route called articles, right? You will have another... Um, you have a controller called articles exactly. If you don't create a controller, Ember creates a controller in the background for you. Yeah, yeah. And those, just those conventions are just—I—I I, I don't even know how to really emphasize that. But it just makes it a hell of a lot easier. You don't even think about the framework basically. Yeah. As you're working with Ember, all you're thinking about is your domain um, specific um, code instead of the frame. The framework gets out of your way and. That's that's a really really good part of Ember, and that's one of the. I suppose yeah. that makes that makes for manageable code, doesn't it? It makes for code that can be managed later on by someone else, as you were saying, because 
because people know the conventions it makes yes. it a lot better because as you say like if you've got apples and then someone's saying oranges and it's because it's preference for them it, as long as they know and they've got you know a clear way this is how the ember way it makes yeah. it a lot easier yeah exactly because that comes down to do you know do you know we, we were chatting about um coding night versus laravel like you go, going back to the routine thing there mm. that's similar to 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 a point that i think we that's all brought a very up good with. Point. yeah yeah absolutely. yeah um and yeah and currently I'm, I'm playing with angular and it, it does do it i guess the laravel way where you have to specify your view and specify your controller um whereas i guess ember it sounds like you have to do it the kind of the coding night away which is like you specify your route and then that dictates where where the other parts are am i right in thinking that yeah that's true yeah i can I ask a quick question actually and uh, i am a complete noob when it comes to ember and i've i played with angular for maybe like a couple of days but I'm, I remember when I used Angular, like you could literally list all your dependencies. So you'll say, well, I need this, 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 and this, and it, it yeah. loads it all in for you. Whereas when I was going through the tutorials with Ember yesterday, um, yeah. I literally had like a script file for my model, a, a script file for this, and I ended up with about 10 script files, which I know I, you know, obviously I could have minimized. But is there a way of doing that in Ember as well, where you say, well, look, I, I kind of expected Ember to like load in the model file for me i i don't know but is that possible okay um actually i was watching a, a video by yehuda and tom a few um weeks back and they actually addressed that same issue about the dependencies that you just yeah. mentioned right? and their point was um ember as i said like you, you notice that you 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 had a bit of friction there when you wanted to access anything from anywhere like, yeah yeah, but with Angular, it makes it easy for you. And this is not a stab at Angular. I mean, they, yeah. they, they obviously have a good reason why they did it that way, but um, there's always an argument against something. No, yeah, of course. Negative, but in this yeah. case, I'll stick with the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a lot to like about Angular. Um, yeah. But the Yehuda's um, um, case against the whole dependency injection in Angular was um, that why do you need to access anything from anywhere? Basically, what he's saying is you, 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 it makes it easier for you to begin with because you have this thing called scope in Angular and you can inject it into almost anywhere. And you have these services you can inject to anywhere else. Yeah. It doesn't restrict you. So your application grows to, um, let's say, 100 files or 200 files, right? Yeah. And you have this thing injecting into everywhere. Everything's injecting into everywhere. So there's not like a predefined part of what can be injected into what areas. Sure. Yeah. So then now when you say, okay, um, where this dependency, I want to remove it. What, what, what can access it? Like what's going to break when I remove it? Obviously you need tests. But, um, mm, yeah. 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 But first you have to think about where is this being accessed in? Because it, you, Angular lets you inject it into everywhere else. But with Ember, Ember saying, no, I believe that this thing can only be accessed in this area. So, Looking at some some dependency, you based on the con, um, conventions of Ember, you will know where it's accessible because Ember doesn't let you just throw it into anywhere. And during all my time development with developing with Ember, I haven't had any frictions to say, "Hey, I want to access this, but I can't." Yeah. And actually, Ember has a, a dependency injection container, but it's not exposed to you when you start working with Ember because they feel like most of the times you don't need it. That's why right. you don't hear yeah you don't hear a lot of people talking about the Ember dependency container but it does have it and actually I have, I have an article um, pending for that as well um, but you will you will ne- you wouldn't hear about it a lot of time because you don't need it most of the time okay 
Yeah, so uh, it's interesting, like you say, there's always uh, pros and cons to everything, isn't there? So, yeah, yeah, that's very cool. Uh, anyone else got any questions they want to uh, fire at, at Lamin then about Ember at all? Or is this a good time to uh, switch to Fraser actually and just uh, ask you a few questions about Angular, I guess, or how you've got really? on with that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Like, I turn like, now. <laughs> yeah, like I say, I'm only a, a couple of days into a couple of days into Angular. Um, yeah. I am loving it, and I think that's partly because it's just something something new to get my teeth into. So yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. But um, yeah, yeah, and like, I've, I've not done anything too too complex yet but there was a video that I spoke about a couple of weeks that I've been over a couple of times and I've followed some uh, some other tutorials so I'm basically at the point where where I'm creating routes and controllers and then feeding into the controllers with with factories and stuff so it's it's kind of good and I'm, I was kind of struggling on getting getting some data into my factory through a a JSON call um, and I was just getting all kinds of errors that was something actually that I don't know if it's something that that you've experienced. I mean, um, the the error messages that pop up in the console for for Angular are just horrific. Like, if it seems like if I do something, especially with this instance where I'm trying to get the where I'm trying to do the AJAX request to pull in the the JSON, like some of the error messages that that that, that come back are blocks and blocks and blocks and blocks of <laughs> just illegible stuff, and it's it's really kind of hard to debug, which is something that I've been finding. Um, I don't know if it's something that I'm doing wrong or if it's if it's something that's inherent with with the frameworks or with Angular in particular. But yeah, the the error messages are, are not helpful. Just uh, uh, I have things to say on that. Um, hello. I I can hear. You. Uh, can anyone? Else, can yeah, anyone sorry, my, yeah, mine seemed to cut out there. Yeah. Ah, okay. So shall we just carry on? Then? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, we'll let it out. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of debugging, um, I haven't had much um, experience with Angular, but from from many people I've talked to, pretty much same story that you just described. Yeah, uh, yeah. But with Ember, um, when you're dealing with like the server side, because Ember has this thing called Ember Data, um, yep. and it's pretty much um, from what I've seen, it's pretty much like a wrapper around jQuery. So okay. they have like um, these custom errors that that they've predefined for you to make it useful so they just don't throw out the uh, jQuery errors for you. Right. For yeah. So it actually I find that it's very easy to debug Ember um, when I have issues. Um, okay, that's interesting. I, I might, I might. well, I still want to check it out anyway because I want an excuse to get the hamster sticker on my laptop <laughs> 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 that I keep banging on about because I don't really like the logo for Angular. Even though they're Everyone to loves past. the hamster. <laughs> I know, the hamster's phenomenal. Like, Angular's got nothing. They kind of say it's like a superhero emblem but I'm not convinced. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I think I think Ember's Ember was soon um, right out that hamster juice though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how do you find that? How do you find the community around Ember as well? Because the thing that that drew me to to Angular over Ember was the fact that if you go on Stack Overflow and let me have a look at the moment, like yeah, if you go on Stack Overflow, I think there was like ten thousand questions tagged Ember. Yeah, there's ten thousand questions tagged Ember, and let me go back to Angular and see how many have got Angular. Yeah, there's like thirty five thousand tagged with Amber, uh, Angular at the moment, which which was the big draw for me because if if I did, and inevitably I, I am coming across hurdles and I will come across more as as it's standard anyway. Um, yeah, I just kind of I felt a bit more secure knowing that there was a bigger community around Angular to to turn to in in case of of need. Um, well, I. Okay, here, here, here's the, the deal with that. That, that, that has two, two eight ways of thinking about it. 
either yeah. Angular has a lot more people. Obviously, there's a lot more people um, riding on the Angular um, yeah. bandwagon at this time. And the second way of looking at it is probably a lot more people are getting problems. People have issues, <laughs> issues with Angular. Yeah. And they are with Ember, but I don't think that's the case. I think it's probably because there's more people using Angular. Okay. That's what I think. So, um, but from what I've noticed on the Ember um, community, um, pretty much people are easily on the same page when you're looking for help. Like you rarely have someone talking about this, and then this person just interprets it wrongly because right. there's like strict way of doing things. Okay. So I'm not sure how Angular and the community works. I've I've been to a couple of meetups in, in London for Angular yeah. before I started using Ember. And um, it was actually pretty encouraging. I, I, if I was truly still using Angular, I'd still be going to that meetup. But um, yep. that's the point right now. But um, I said both, both, um, both communities are really strong and helpful. So you can easily find help on on both communities. I think. Okay. Pretty much, maybe less in Ember, but um, it's pretty much easy to find help. Yeah. Well, I suppose. What and, you, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, just, just what is the most mature of all the frameworks? I mean, because. Yeah. Uh, is Ember more mature? I don't know because I, I know it hit one like in September time. I think wasn't it September time last year? Yeah, yeah version one. Yeah, yeah, around that time. Yeah, so uh, I, was just what, I was wondering like, what is the uh, the like because the, I, I think like because you got Backbone, which was started I think it was like twenty eleven or so was like the time and it kind of have come around. And then I don't, I'm wondering like what's the most mature like framework of the lot that you would think was Angular more mature than Ember or um, uh, I, I honestly the answer is I don't know, but I'll take a guess. So right, mm-hmm. and my guess is um, it's backbone and followed by Angular. Because um, a, a lot a lot of people say like backbone, because backbone's community is really huge. It's yeah. big, um, yeah. and because it's so flexible, isn't it? Because then anyone can kind of do yeah. what they want with it. To, yeah, yeah. It's 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 like a. I don't know. If everyone I talk to single page application topics, um, backbone must come up. So I, I surely am. I did apply for a job and they asked for backbone. I was like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I did. I have no issues working with backbone. But if I can convince them to move to Ember, I'd do it. But it doesn't really matter though. Um, it's all trying to solve the same problem anyway. So. Yeah, uh, uh, um, yeah. So I'd say Backbone is more mature than followed by Angular and then Ember. Say that. Can I ask you a slightly different question? Because um, yeah. we, I mean, this podcast really primarily is is for like beginner uh, developers, people just getting into it. And I and you were quite openly saying before about how like when you first getting into MVC, like I think every one of us, it was you know really screwed your head, and it's hard to understand uh, how long. I mean, when you started getting into Ember, how long did it take you to really kind of understand it? And, uh, and what's your tip to anyone who like starts playing with Ember and they just can't get anything to work, basically? Was that a coherent question? I don't know. Did that make uh, sense? Yeah, it's, it's fine, actually. Um, yeah. Okay, hey, the thing with Ember is, right, you, you have to take, um, I don't know whether this is a good incentive, but you have to take a slight leap of faith yeah. uh, and just say, hey, these guys, they they like look at um, the guys behind it and look at the work they've done with jQuery and uh, Rails with Yehuda, right? Yeah. That's how I looked at it, and I was like, if Yehuda um, is a big part of the Ember, com- I'm sorry, the Rails community, and Rails seems to have a lot going on for it right now. Um, 
Mm. Like Ember is a sure bet to go with. Um, but secondly as well, I'd say if you don't have any pain points with the, your current framework right now, there's really no point to make the jump. Um, but if you're searching for a new framework, I'd say go with Ember because you, you, you won't be disappointed. Um, a lot of people think like Ember is a bit forceful in terms of the conventions, but it just makes you hard to get out of that convention, but it's really flexible. Right? Yeah. It has this thing called Ember data for making server calls. Um, it's really, really good. But if you don't want to go that route, you can use jQuery with Ember straight off, just like Angular does. In in my case, like as 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 I'm sure, like a most a lot of people digging into um, the APIs um, is is can get a bit scary. And the website actually has a really good documentation. Um, there's some guides on the like the top level pages of the website, but once you've Realize that you want to do a lot of stuff, but you don't. You're not sure exactly how. There's a, a link on the Ember website. It's it's for the API, so it's heavily documented. And um, I'm not actually the best JavaScript programmer, but I actually do sometimes dig into the source code to have a look yeah. of Ember. So that's how well written the Ember framework is. Um, so I said, if you have any issues and you want to know how to do stuff, um, just dig into the API and start poking around. Um, and I'm not going to lie to you, it will be hard at first, but once you've got past that one or two months um, of um, hurdles, once a couple of things really click in, um, after there, everything everything just makes sense, really. Yeah. It's because of the conventions, obviously. Like, it's hard to get your head around it, obviously. It's always hard to buy into someone else's way of doing things. But, yeah. Yeah, but with Ember, once it clicks in, um, nothing else changes. That philosophy sticks, and looking at someone else's code will pretty much look almost exactly as your code, except that the business logic is different. But the structure sure. will be exactly the same. So I say just have a look at the docs. Um, don't be scared. If it doesn't make sense, um, just Google what that means. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my advice. I think that's really good advice. Yeah. Uh, the other question I was going to ask you, if you ever played with uh, Dart.js at all? Dart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironically, um, two weeks back, um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I was looking at this guy, um, I, I forgot his name, uh, there's this guy on YouTube who does a lot of um, like advice on web dev and was giving some, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the links um, so you can sure. show, show notes. Yeah. And I had a look at it because um, I was thinking maybe I could write in Dart and just compile to JavaScript. Yeah. Um, but having looked at it, I I think I might just wait a little bit more so like a, maybe the community just catches on and um, we have a lot more support becomes available it's, yeah it's really in its infancy isn't it I think like yeah. and touching on like what Fraser was just saying about you know support and stuff there's there's not a lot at the moment I guess but um, yeah yeah oh, that's interesting yeah. uh yeah. And the other thing I was going to say was um, uh, me and Ed were talking about this before the uh, show but um uh, and he kind of uh, basically shot me down and, and slated me. But uh, like, <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we were just. I was guessing. I, I was saying really the reason that I've not used these tools more often is quite often I, I just feel like I can't justify bringing in this kind of uh, framework for the, the small projects that I that I build. I mean, mm-hmm. would you say that you would only use Ember if you're you're building a full on web app, or do you see is there a requirement for your everyday kind of um, 
like a brochure website or something like that? Would you use it for that, or, or how? What sort of thing would you justify using it on? I guess. Okay. Um, for a brochure type website, like if it's just a site to show information and sell, like maybe some services that will probably never change. Um, yeah. I say either stick with site HTML or go something like WordPress. Um, Ember wouldn't suit you there for two reasons. Um, one, you'll have an extra, um, uh, not necessary um, development cost because yeah. it takes longer to build single page apps than just a regular traditional app. And secondly, SEO. It takes a lot of effort to make sure your website appears in search results for deeper pages. Um, actually, I have launched this um, a website a month back and I have yet to work on the SEO part of it. It has some content in it, but um, that's some, some extra stuff. If it was a WordPress website, I wouldn't even have to worry about it. I'll just slap on a um, WordPress SEO plugin and that's it. But with these single page apps, um, you will have to do some work. That is, that's a really interesting thing I hadn't really thought about because I know... Um I know with Ember it has support for your URL changes, doesn't it? Always when state changes and the routes change and stuff. But in terms of like Google crawling your site, how does it do that? Um, do you have to manually? I, I wouldn't have a clue how to. Do you, is that well, all in the sitemap or? Basically, when Google crawls your website, the, the, you know the part that says hash and anything that comes after that. Yes. Google, yeah. Google doesn't see that part of your website. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't read JavaScript, and I believe that's mainly JavaScript um, related in some sense. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's actually can work without JavaScript, but um, the content that shows up on your website is generated with JavaScript. And the Google crawler, um, if, I, if my sources are right, doesn't like read JavaScript and doesn't execute it. So there are ways around that, and um, I think there's something called Phantom JS that you can generate your contents for your stat, um, your dynamic content and then store them in HTML pages. So when the Google crawler comes into your site, um, it just reads the pre-generated um, HTML that would have previously someone else coming in through the browser will see. That's very so, cool. That's very, yeah. I was about to say, like, yeah, you, can, you could actually, yeah, just kind of like run like yeah, PhantomJS and there's a couple of Java, like um, Rhino and stuff running it and... Yeah, being able to get the static because that because uh, it would be so much work for Google to process a, yeah. a a web app and yeah, it would be a lot of work. Yeah, but I, but I'm not I'm not going to be I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if um, they have something um, in the background they're preparing something yeah. for, Spe- for that. Especially, because, yeah, especially yeah. however yeah. they are with it as well themselves, it would be yeah, yeah that yeah, they exactly. would know what they need to have and search for. Yeah, yeah, because I think even. Uh, I don't know, but YouTube behaves um, sort of like a single-page app in some sense. I yeah, don't know. yeah, that's true. Yeah, because when you do search results and then you click and it will automatically, yeah, you just get pushed uh, state on it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they must. And it's crawlable as well. YouTube comes up in search results. Yeah. So yeah. there must be either Google is working on something to make JavaScript apps crawlable or they have heavily optimized YouTube. It must be either one of them too. Um I hope it's the former, because then it means that I won't have to do much work <laughs> to get it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But, but yeah, um, that's, that's the story behind it. Um, okay. Well, it's Google, isn't it? There's going to be a, a team working on that, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. If, if they're not already. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Fraser, have you been working on a quiz for us? Um, I, no, I kind of got oh. carried away with, with not. 
yeah, but I've got, I can do some CSS ones off the top of my head. <laughs> so it's CSS with you. Uh, uh, that's the thing because that's the only like I've not done any for like three years. It's uh, yeah. Ed can, yeah, Ed can talk about like everything in in depth, and the only thing that I can actually kind of coherently maybe keep up with him on is CSS. So it's yeah. Um, okay, let me think. So all right, so say on a hover, right? Okay, this is going to go through. I'm going to go through all of you. So Lammy can start if you if you'd yeah. like. Would you like to yeah, start? Mm-hmm. Give you the the guest privilege. <laughs> short quiz. Yeah. <laughs> right. So say you have a button, and on hover. You wanted to have a nice transition. That's a little keyword there for you to answer that. Um, where it moves ten pixels to the right, mm-hmm. only on hover, and it oh, does it. It does it nicely. How would you do that in a single line of CSS? Am I allowed to use SAS? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> only if you compile. Mean, it. mean. Only if you compile out the compiled source, please. That's yeah. Okay, I think I might have to Google that. <laughs> oh no, googling allowed. Come back to you. Let's, let's go to let's go to I'm, Ed. I'm, I'm, I'm lost. I mean, I, I do all my work with uh, series up for me. Yeah, I'm the same. I do everything in, in less, but yeah, occasionally the project, an occasional project will crop up where it's yeah, I have to do it in CSS. But Ed, what do you reckon so, anyway? So, so you want to hop, so on the A tag, you would then say transition, and then you'd say what you, where how what the transition was like the speed and stuff okay and then, so how how do you declare that transition oh why are you making me do that man uh, because transition <laughs> colon uh ease in and out is the one i remember doing well it depends what kind of animation yeah, you like exactly. i like easing it now there we go uh, yeah and then on the a hover tag you then do the actual move and then mysteriously through css3 magic it would it would do the do the effect Oh, no, you've missed a couple of it. You, you're sort of there, but you've missed. Yeah, you've missed a, yeah, Michael, would you care to care to expand on what uh, Mr. Ed's just said there? Wouldn't have a clue, but I just wish we were doing this quiz on Saturday night. That would have been uh, a lot more fun. But um, <laughs> <laughs> with drinking penalties, <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I don't have a clue. Sorry. Okay, Lemon, do you want to have a, another stab? Um, yeah, sure. Um, just have like transition. Um, colon and then the um, property you want to transition yep that's an important bit and then you just put in the time in seconds is that correct yep pretty much yeah so between the two of those so i do like you'd, you'd have your your easing as well if you wanted to if you wanted to play with that so it'd be transition say for instance one second Easing out, or, or one, yeah, trouble, so one second, easing out left ah. or, or margin left or, or whichever property it is. Oh, that you want. yes, because you want all, and then because I always do all because I'm really that's annoying. the thing. Oh, yeah, I'm lazy with that as well. Yeah, it's, so much, it's, it's like three oh, yeah, characters. We all judge you on that as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always just like, oh, you know, just, just loud everything. Yeah, then um, he messes up something else you don't want to do. Absolutely, yeah, and then you start thinking, oh, why is he doing this? And it's yeah, oh, one of those. It, ones. I forgot that, yeah, I know. Um. Oh, right, Ed, have you got a question that you can throw I at actually us? do. I, all right, okay, so this is a PHP one. Okay, I've been yabbing on about it for about a week now because I didn't know it before and it really annoys me. That's what I love about PHP. An alias. There is an alias in PHP for the function implode. What is oh. it? Oh, you told me this the other day. Oh. So you've got explode, which explodes. You've got implode, which implodes it. You know, if we're very aggressive but there's an alias for it which makes more sense in other languages you would you would definitely think oh this is why 
Python is one, I'm going to say. Right. But So yeah, it's an alias, and I've started using this quite a bit now, and it, it makes more sense than implode, which is so aggressive. I like the word implode, though. Oh, it's yeah, just, I do. It's too Vis- aggressive. Uh, no, this word makes more sense, though. No, visually, like implode explodes, you've got explode, yeah. they go away from each other, implode, they come in. They come in, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then split, surely split makes more sense than explode. I want to split on that instead of explode on it. Oh, is it? Oh, oh. Yeah, ah, so you've got, you got your split and then... So, join. Oh, is yes, it join? boom. Boom. Is join. it join? Yeah, it's join. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's I had mine. I was like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, there's an alias. It's been in there for God knows how many years now. And yeah, join. And you can use it the same as implode. It's just an alias. And it makes more so, sense than implode. It really does. Yeah, like, so why is that more not more widely used? Is it just because no implode is more of a sexy word? Yeah, I, I really do. I think, I think because of the explode, the fact that you've got explode right. and implode, and because they're, they're this is, sounds really sad, but because it's the same character length as well. You yeah, know, everyone like developers. We all like you know lining up and everything. Oh, so yeah. you know it's joy. Yeah, so join and I started using that, and it just makes from other languages. If you're starting to you know dabble around in other languages, it makes more sense. Join. I'm joining on that, and you use it the same. The, you know the the ver- you know the actual parameters are the same. Then implode. It's just an alias for it. So yeah, it's not sexy though. <laughs> <laughs> it goes it goes all the way back to PHP four as well. I never mm. knew this. Really? It's insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. It's just, uh, again, it's one of those things, because even in tutorials and stuff, all you see is the implode. You'd never see join, so. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. Still going to keep using implode, though. <laughs> well, I, I thought that. I've actually started using join now just to be annoying. Just right. to be like, you know, oh, didn't you know about the alias? God, PHP 4, you know? God, you don't know anything, you know? Oh, dear. How about you, Mickey? If you must have a question, go on, a random oh. thing. Just- I'm trying to think of a random question. I'm just looking through now. I was trying to make it related as well. But um, uh, I'll, I'll do one. I'll do one more in PHP yeah, just for, for this week. So if I go, so a integer in PHP is either yes. 32 bits or 64 bits based on your architecture of the system. Yeah. If you hit over that, though, what does it become? Does it become zero or does it become a float number? Sorry, say that again. Oh, I wasn't listening. So... In, uh, an integer in PHP, yeah. or along as they call it, so it's 32 bits or 64 bit based on your yeah. CPU. Yeah. If you go over the, the limit, you know, the max limit of a 32 bit number or a 64 bit number, does it become zero? So it goes, says, oh, we don't have a clue, or does it become a floating point number? Are they the only two options? No, the only two options. They're the only two options. Okay. Uh, um, and I'm going to say Fraser first. I think it will become. A floating point number okay. because isn't it because it's loosely typed anyway, isn't it? So I like that. Let me in. Um, I'd, I'd go with the floating time. And Mickey, you know what? I seem to think that if if it was in C, which it would boil down to, I'm going to go for the floating point as well. Yeah, yeah. you're all right. You're all right. It does. It becomes a floating point number. It's it's this whole thing because. Um, it's actually funny because we had a really nice email from someone like talking about like uh, arbitrary precision numbers in uh, PHP and talking about BC and also uh, the fact that PHP doesn't deal with you know numbers that have any length. You know you can only have a finite length of thirty two or sixty four, and the fact you have to kind of be a bit hacky and stuff with strings and stuff. So yeah, that's uh, a really sad geeky question, but nice. boom, but boom. 
Uh, okay, I've got one which is Ember specific. Ember, oh, oh yes. Lamin, yeah. here we go. Lamin's knocking this that, one out of the park. <laughs> I can feel some heat coming this way. <laughs> <laughs> so, no right. pressure. <laughs> okay, I have a class. Oh, sorry, a class. Class, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay, well, actually, let's go back a step. I have an application called App. And then I have a class, which is called person. So to make that, I have app.person equals ember.object.extend. And then I set some uh, fields, whatever, and some methods. How do I then make an instance of app.person? Say I want to make an instance called Ed. How do I do that? Um, oh, I should say who gets to go first, shouldn't I? I'm going to make you go, yeah, yeah, go last, on. I think, because you, you'll probably know. But uh, <laughs> let's go for... Uh, We'll go I might Ed. not know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a poorly worded question, so I'm afraid not. But, uh, Ed, All right, okay, so sense? there's two ways you could do it in theory. Right, you'll use the new you use the new keyword, but I think probably what they've done is you do, like, dot .new. So you use a function on the actual singleton. It'll be the single... Yeah, it's a function on the object, so you'll do then whatever the object you created, such as... So what was the, the object's... So I've got an object which is person. Person, so you do person dot new maybe, and that's a function call. I think so, so close. Oh, so, close. Oh. so over to Fraser. I will say new person. <laughs> <Then>. <laughs> that's what you'd expect to be fair, isn't it? But yeah. uh, you're wrong as well. So uh, I mean, you'll go, I guess. Um, Shall I just go with the crowd and just intentionally not get it right? Uh, you- yeah, if you um, you can do app dot person dot create, and you can pass in a hash with any properties you want to override. Um, Correct. That's what create. I was looking for. Well played. Yeah. Boom. Was there any other way of doing it, or is that the only way? Um, as far as I remember, that's the only. Yeah, way. that's what I've got. Yeah. Cool. Have you got any uh, questions that you wanna you wanna farm out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh no. Uh, this is going to be a really tough one. It is, isn't it? No, it's it's basic. If you know jQuery, you should be able to. Answer. Okay. <laughs> Fraser, it's all on you, sir. Wheelhouse. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're, you know, like, there's a lot of um, anonymous function passing. Um, sorry, that's my phone. <laughs> it's telling me not to ask the question, but I will anyway. No um, yeah. If if you know in jQuery, there's a lot of um, select something dot on click and then passing an anonymous function, right? Yep. Sure. But for some strange reason, you might want to change the scope of that anonymous function, like the, this keyword inside of it, if you want it to reference some other object. Okay. How do you do that as opposed to the element that you um, actually clicked on? Like, If you clicked on a button, this will reference the button. Yep. But if you want yeah. this to mean something else, how do you do that? Oh. I know I have to do this in real Java, yeah, in JavaScript because you just do a call on it and you pass in this before. Ah, it, this is this is jQuery specific. Um, not necessarily, but so you can use it with jQuery. It's not very practical with jQuery, but you can use it. I'm going to say I say uh, I think it's dot uh, dot call and then or apply no dot call. You pass in what you want this to be. No, because then you're gonna ah. Actually, there's two ways of doing it. Just, just, could, just, could just you, speak uh, what you have in mind. You couldn't just reassign the value as this. You couldn't put this equals and then change the value of what it is. I'm guessing that'd be too hacky. You couldn't do it that way. To be fair, JavaScript is... Uh, no, I'm joking. Um, 
Um, oh, can you just pass it in as a, as a second parameter? Yeah, pass the the what you want this to be. So pass the yeah. Yeah, like it's almost like an optional parameter. To say, oh, by the way, I want this to be. Or do you have to wrap it in something to make it a special? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's along the right lines. Ah, you got to wrap it. Oh, is it dollar dot apply? Don't- Dollar dot apply and then the function and then what you want this to be or something. Um, you, that's one way of of doing it. Then you can um, <laughs> you can have a self invoking function that returns another function. Oh, that, then you put this in it. Oh wow, yeah, yeah that's proper funky. And wow. uh, or the most obvious one is um, you have this uh, anonymous function inside wherever you you're using it. Um, and then just call the dot bind and pass in the this parameter. Where ah, yeah, ah. that's cool. That's the easy. I don't actually remember the syntax for the first one, but that second one is the easier way. So, um, in order curly brace for the closing function, you just you can you can actually call dot bind on that, and then you pass in whatever this should be. Oh, that's very cool. See, that's the beauty of JavaScript. The beauty of JavaScript is it's so confusing and so flexible and. <laughs> Oh dear. Yeah, I don't like it when you can do that kind of stuff. It's kind of like when you reset the values of true and false. Like I heard you can do that in some languages. Well, in, and stuff, it, well, right? in JavaScript, <laughs> undefined, you can redefine. You can redefine undefined, so people have to make undefined again. That's what you see always. Are you saying, kidding me? Oh yeah, <laughs> undefined. You can. It's, yeah, yeah, you just said it again. You're like, oh yeah, undefined something now. I, I don't know what they were thinking about. Oh, that. it's it's one of those beautiful things where it's built in like a couple of days, well, you know, like a week, and then they're like, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that." Yeah. <laughs> so it'll work. He'll become the biggest thing on the web. It, we don't have to worry about that that's anymore. That's the scary thing because it has become the biggest thing on the web. And yep. they are dear. Yeah, but it's 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 in a sense it's good to have those critics because then like um you have something to talk about like it's not a boring language oh, that, that's, that's a, a very good, yeah that's a very good point yeah because it's an interesting <laughs> language it's got that kind of oh you know you can do it this way or you can do it that way and then yeah yeah um, maybe I shouldn't say that in an interview but yeah <laughs> it's good to have the quirks I'm going to have a job for it so well, guys, I'm guessing we've got over the hour mark, so we probably should wrap it up. But I, uh, this has been an awesome episode. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's been, been so great, cool man. having you uh, having you on, Lamin. It's it's been really cool, it's, and honour uh, to be here as well. Really. Yeah. Thank, yeah. Is yeah. there anything? Is there anything that you want to kind of promote? Like, do you want to give out your Twitter yeah. or your YouTube account? Um, um, yeah, I'd say like if anyone's interested in learning um, front end stuff. Um, if you want to learn Ember specifically, you can go to youtube.com forward slash the code logical. That's T H E code logical. That's for learning Ember specifically. And um, if you want to learn just the usual jQuery, PHP, you know, regular login scripts and all that, you can go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash um, LS web apps. And um, yeah, those are the only two shameless blogs that I want to do. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Also, it's been awesome. No, yeah, it has been really good having you on. Appreciate you coming on and, and putting us to shame. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I really yeah. impressed, man. Yeah, now, now I feel ashamed. Now I should. <laughs> that backfired a lot. It backfired on me definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but but you definitely have to uh, come back on when your uh, when your app goes uh, live. Come up, come back on, tell us all about it and stuff, and you can uh, yeah. look at that. Oh, but, okay. uh, yeah, that'd be awesome. Thanks yeah. again so much, man. Yeah, so, uh, thanks for having me as well. Thanks. Oh, our pleasure. And uh, we'll be back next week with a undecided topic at the moment. But 
quite possibly um, uh, following our last week's topic, which was on uh, what was it on exceptions. Exception handling, wasn't it? Yeah, and we not? did look at it. <laughs> sure. Uh, we did look a little bit at doing that with JavaScript as well. And um, and I actually, before I did that podcast, I was looking for more in-depth solutions. I thought maybe someone had like an error handling library or something like that. And it turns out that uh, after that podcast, someone did actually leave some comments on there. And uh, someone has got a library for that. Um, uh, maybe not a library, but he's got a solution for it, which is like a, a paid service that you can use, and it looks really good, which is Track.js, and I've been speaking to the guy who's made that, and he possibly might be coming on next week, or if not next week, he'll be coming on some other time to uh, talk about that. So so that's a possibility for next week, but otherwise we'll be back with something else. So uh, as usual, um, please do get in contact with... Uh, with any of your questions, any of your feedback, and anyone who wants to come on, like Lamin has done today, and really kind of given up his time to uh, talk about something that that you're passionate about, that'd be awesome. And uh, uh, the usual uh, Twitter address. Uh, what are we again? Free Desna, maybe. Free Desna, maybe. Yep. Yeah, with a number, number. Yeah, yep. number three. That's the most awesome name ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you guys mind just say how that name came about? Because I'm I'm curious, really. Lewis. Oh, Lewis. <laughs> Yeah, it was Fraser, I think, wasn't it? I think, I I think, think it was a collaborative effort, like, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, it, was, it definitely wasn't me. I was the maybe in this whole thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, the, the story behind it basically, we were, we were, or it was Michael's idea to to get together and do a podcast in the first place. And then we were kind of like throwing around um, possible names and stuff, and we knew that we wanted. Well, the conversation was always let's let's do a podcast with the four of us. And then Ed was originally like, "Oh yeah, I'm not sure if I want to do this," and like. Yeah. Which we're kind of glad that he did do it because he brings all the technical, all yes. the technical knowledge and the uh, and the kind of the yeah the the educated experience anyway. Um, so yeah, we, we were kind of like, oh well, if you don't know if Ed's going to do it, then we'll just call ourselves three devs in a maybe because if Ed doesn't turn up, then it works. If Ed turns up, then it still works. So it's yeah. <laughs> oh, sweet man. So it's yeah. basically a coincidental thing. No, it's good. <laughs> Oh, and so something as well that we've we've kind of been talking very sparsely about, but we've mentioned the possibility of maybe trying to sort out a meetup if anybody be interested in in doing some kind of a meetup, whether that's in a pub in London or somewhere yes. in Kent near where we are. Just it'd be just good to kind of get together and in a really informal setting, just get together, have a few beers with with anybody that was interested in, in coming down with us because we do it once every couple of weeks anyway. So yeah, it'd be great to, to Absolutely. talk. That'd yeah, to awesome, talk dev yeah. with with any well any people that are listening or any people that have just got any interest in in web development whatsoever. So yeah, it'd be it'd be good to build like a little community somewhere. Um, so if anybody was interested in that, you drop us a line, let us know, and uh, if if there's enough people that are interested, we'll sort something out. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be amazing. Yeah, that, that's that's really good. Um, probably cool. put in some some contact info somewhere in maybe this episode. So yeah, definitely. We'll have to uh, put something in the uh, show notes. Definitely. Uh, I've, I've, awesome. started, I've started stalking you all on Twitter already. <laughs> yeah, so be aware. I feel flattered. I'll stalk you back. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll uh, we will see you next week. Perfect. Cheers. Awesome. Right. Bye. 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 You've been listening to Three Devs and a Maybe. You can contact us at contact at three devs and a maybe dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at the number three, devs and a maybe.